I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Open the pod bay doors, now. What's going on everyone? Welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Today I'm joined by not my mates, but my brothers, James and David. Thank you for coming on. How are you both going? Very well. Thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> Been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, it has. Uh, so this episode we'll be diving into the Star Wars prequel, Revenge of the Sith. Now you might be wondering, Michael, why are you doing this random episode on Revenge of the Sith? And for those wondering that, should be ashamed of yourselves. But for those Star Wars fans out there like us, many of you will know that the long-awaited Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series is coming out on the 27th of May. So we'll be doing a two-part Kenobi series doing episode three and the Clone Wars. So while we discuss Revenge of the Sith, we'll be drinking some Stone and Woods. And as always, please make sure you're following the podcast on your chosen streaming platform and leave a five-star review. Also check out the Cinemaze YouTube channel where I post video essays on film and TV characters. Now let's get into it. To those who are new to the podcast, always like to start with a few questions to see who our guests are and what they like to watch. So I'll ask a few questions about cinema. So first question, I'll start with you, David. Is he prepared? I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) First question, Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland? I reckon Tom Holland. Why? Big fan of Spider-Man. Just my my childhood hero. And did you like any of Chalamet's movies or not really? Yeah, Rated June. Pretty good in that. Okay. Fair enough. And Lady Bird as well. Do you know any of his other movies? Lady Bird? Yeah, actually, I was going to bring that up. That's he's bad. great in it. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he is. He's got some crackers. Yeah, Call me by your name. He's, yeah. a, he's a king. That's my answer, Timothy Chalamet. So that, I don't know that's how you one. can... Have you seen The Impossible when Tom Holland's a little kid? No, I haven't. He's actually really good in it. But between <laughs> then and Spider-Man, what else has he done? Well, he's just like a Hollywood blockbuster actor. Like he's... Yeah. He hasn't quite... Seems good. pretty humble, good bloke. Yeah. Good Spider-Man. When you think Tim's a bit of a dick, is that the... Implication? No, no. Shirtless to the Met or whatever. <laughs> Wasn't that to the, the Academy Awards? Oh, the, yeah. yeah. Next question: Wes Anderson or Paul Thomas Anderson? Paul Thomas. He's my man. 
Um, Wes, I can appreciate. I watched Fantastic Mr. Fox for the first time. Nice, in great COVID, movie. In COVID ISO last weekend. Actually a great movie, but Paul Thomas is the king. Um, is there a favourite Paul Thomas yeah, film? Boogie Nights. Nice. Um, just classic. So many funny bits. Hilarious story. So many good actors. Just well written. Yeah. And then obviously you got There Will Be Blood, which is another absolute cracker. Um, and I'm working my way through the rest of his films. Phantom Thread is a bit of a tougher watch. Um, <laughs> good though. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm too much of a fan to say it was enjoyable, but yeah, no, Paul Thomas for me. Fair enough. Good answer, Dave. I actually reckon Wes. Why? Well, he, I don't know. He just kind of changed the way you think about you know, framing in film cinematography. Mm. Um, we'll just Absolutely. chuck in animations here and there. Um, I think great example is French Dispatch. Yeah, very uh, unique style. Yeah, exactly. Unique story. There's that weird car chase scene, which is just all animated and it just goes back to normal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like so weird. Yeah. There's like scenes that are black and white and then color. It's just like, what is this? Only he can like Yeah, it's do just that. so different. Yeah, cool. Next question, Zendaya or Anya Taylor-Joy? Um, I'll jump in. I think Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, I've watched Euphoria and Zendaya's good. Um, June, she doesn't get much screen time yet, but I'm sure she'll be good in the next ones. Yeah, but for sure. I watched The Witch for the first time the other day. Actually a great film. Anya kills it. Um, would highly recommend. Um, but yeah, I think Anya Taylor-Joy um, for me. Yeah, for sure. Have you seen The Northman yet? I haven't. Um, She's really good in that. I'm, I'm eagerly waiting for it. Absolutely. Dave? I think this is probably a bit biased because I haven't seen anything with Anya Taylor Joy in it. <laughs> yes, you, you <laughs> what about definitely chest- would have. What, what have I seen? Split. I haven't seen Split. Uh, <laughs> fuck. What? I haven't seen Queen's Gambit. I don't know. You haven't seen Queen's Gambit? No. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I got issues. Do you, even know, do you even know what she looks like? Yeah, she's that redhead chick in Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> she's Queen's Gambit. Have you seen, you know, Zendaya, obviously, from yeah, Spider-Man? Yeah, I've seen Euphoria as well, which I reckon she's great in. Yeah. She's really good. Okay. Is she in any other movies besides, sorry, like big shows besides Euphoria and Spider-Man? Mm. Like, is there a third option that I should check out to see? Zendaya? Yeah. Uh, she did like a black and white, I think it was a short film with um, John... Washington. Yeah, right. Um, but is that his name? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> um, that's uh, the protagonist. Yeah, the that, protagonist. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I think I can't really remember too many big films she's done. Uh, next question. This might be a tough one. The Other Guys or Wedding Crashes? Well, I did my prep, so I knew this was going to be the toughest question <laughs> of the lot. Um, I think I have to go with Other Guys. <laughs> Why? I just think... Having rewatched it both movies about ten times at least, yeah. um, I think the other guys has more like subtle humor that you can pick up on a rewatch, <laughs> yeah. and like the bloopers are obviously great. Um, <laughs> bloopers are so just, good. Yeah, there's just bits that you don't hear the first time, but just little things in the background are so random but hilarious. Yeah. Um, but Wedding Crashes obviously has like the absolute highlight reel of hilarious comedy between. <laughs> Owen and Vince, you yeah. motorboat sailor, you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dave? I actually agree. I think other guys are just way more quotable. There's just <laughs> every scene is packed with like these ridiculous comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The supporting cast they is so good. They call it a soup good. kitchen. <laughs> yeah. 
Even the, just the other cops, like and The Rock and Samuel, yeah, yeah. like the, probably the best 10 minutes of like <laughs> <laughs> any comedy ever. Yeah. Um, so funny. For sure. Uh, next question, Ozark or Euphoria? Never seen Ozark. Never seen Ozark. Never seen Ozark. Neither. Mate. Neither. You haven't seen it either. I know. Mom, what the fuck Mum and dad are obsessed with it, but I just I haven't. Been it's good. Like you, you love uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I know, it's similar. That's why I'm busy. I've got oh, okay. Better Call Saul. It's just come back. Yeah. I can't dive into another like five season like slow burn thriller yet. I'm yeah. going to finish Saul and then I'll get into it. Yeah, you got to. Um, I guess Euphoria by default then. Yeah. Uh, now into the deeper questions. Most memorable movie that you saw in cinemas? I'm prepared. So, Dave, you have a think. Um, i got a few here. I think this one was actually quite memorable. Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Sith. Sith. As a movie-going experience. And, <laughs> yeah. and, we'll, and we'll get into why later. Um, we'll definitely get into why. But also just the hype. The hype of this coming out was just so real. Like, yeah. Even like mum was excited for it. And yeah. Like, actually seeing it and then they actually like pull it off as opposed to like the clone, like Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace. Mm. Obviously a bit disappointing for most people about this one. They actually pulled it off. Um. Other ones, like, I only really see kind of big blockbusters in movies. Yeah. Um, But one that I was really hyped for and delivered was Dunkirk. Yeah, nice. Um, Nolan, really good. Um, So I saw Dunkirk at a special 70mm screening at Randwick Ritz. Yeah, Um, cool. Very hyped for it. Just an awesome movie. Um, All your favourites were seen at the Ritz. (laughs) Yeah, the Ritz. We'll definitely be talking about the Ritz later. There's a plug for the Ritz. (laughs) Um, Next up at the Ritz <laughs> Dave Most memorable movie uh, I think I agree with Revenge of the Sith <laughs> Collectively Just a very interesting experience Yeah for sure Yeah, Missed the end that's alright <laughs> Wait did we? I think no, we, we didn't. To- no we oh. didn't No no no, no oh, we, did. we just left straight away <laughs> yep. Like okay. immediately and we'll talk about why later yeah. <laughs> any, any other ones? Uh, <clears throat> Harry Potter 1 Oh, really? Yep, that was a big one. At Avoca, remember that specifically? Avoca Beach. 2001. Yeah. 2001, Avoca, Avoca Beach Picture like, Theatre. I see this movie. It's called Harry Potter. It's about wizardry and magic and shit. And I was like, wow, pretty cool. Nice. Um, I think also like Endgame was pretty good. And in, I reckon Inception. Inception was a big one. I don't I think I saw like, Inception saw it, in cinemas. I think we saw it like as a tutor group at review <sighs> or something. We did as well. Yeah. But just on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah, mm. so like, good. It was complex, but also like quite easy to follow. Yeah, yeah. I think you can take you on the journey. Exactly right. The re- ride. But the rewatch gives you even more. Yeah, later. yeah. Like, absolutely captivating. Actually, when you mentioned Endgame, I actually thought Infinity War was awesome. True. Yeah. yeah. When they actually did the snap, yeah, I was the like speechless for hours. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck, they did it." Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. how the hell do they get out of this? Yeah, exactly. and you got to wait for a whole year. Yeah, all the threads, all the YouTube analysis. <laughs> yeah, that was, so that was good. Great. So good. Uh, next question: fastest TV show binge. Dave, you're a serious binger. Surely you've got some. Didn't some you binge things, yeah. Invincible really fast? Yeah, or Dark. Dark as well. I've <laughs> done. <laughs> I've done a lot. Uh, yeah, Invincible animated series about yep. the titular character. Um, dark did that in like a weekend or two. <laughs> Three seasons in a weekend. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> True Detective. That was a binge. Oh, see, I watch all these these shows when they come out. Yeah. So I have so you to, wait. I'm, I'm forced to yeah. wait the full week. 
like True Detective, like um, Better Call Saul, for example. Like mm. all all my favorite shows have forced me to not binge it. Yeah. So I think like my actual binge would probably be like The Sinner or something, like something pretty oh, okay, mediocre, not that memorable of a binge, but yeah. That's my like accurate answer. Fair enough. Next question: favorite Australian movie? The Castle. Um, everyone says it, but yeah. it's just so good. I have a T-shirt of Con Constantopoulos or whatever his character's <laughs> name is. It's, the kickboxer. He's just so funny. I don't know how he does it. How he nails. How yeah. Eric Banner nails the like Wog trying to be just trying to impress the Aussie family yeah. thing. So it's funny. just. Unbelievable. Uh, we saw a Twister. So good. He's just so Jumanji. he's so polite to the brother. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's such so rude. Like yeah. just cutting in. He just, he just puts up with it just because yeah. he has yeah. to. And yeah. it's just There's so funny. So many memorable, memorable quotes. Dave? Uh yeah, I actually did a little bit of research for only this question. <laughs> and it's actually Wake in Fright. Right. It's a bit of a cult <laughs> film from the nineteen seventies. And they actually lost the negatives. And so it's only available in like VCR for many years. But some random person found um, the negatives in the early 2000s and they've like re-digitized it. I'm pretty sure it's on like ABC iView or one of the streaming services. What's it about? Two-part series. It's a bit of a strange one. It's set in like an outback town. There's this guy who's a teacher and he's trying to make his way back home to Sydney, but he gets like stuck there. And like, there's just all these alcoholics at the pub and he just gets caught up in like gambling and debauchery and just like can't escape and just gets stuck there. Jesus. So I actually sick. watched Muriel's Wedding for the first time. Oh, the other nice. Day. Yeah. Actually really good as well. Um, Haven't seen it. And Take I would, it. it's not a movie, but I think Rake is probably my most favorite Australian production mm. movie. Yeah, Rake's really good. I think, I can't remember a show that's made me cry with laughter so much. Um <laughs> Just outrageous, so it's funny. Rake, Rake, it's the lawyer. The lawyer, one. Richard. It's on Netflix. Richard Roxburgh. Yeah, he plays Good. like a semi-real lawyer in like Sydney. So like it's set like at all these places you would know. Yeah. Oh, nice. Like he just lives in the cross and like. Oh yeah. He's like, he's a lawyer, but he's like a complete dick and like loves his drugs, prostitutes, yeah, like everything. It's so funny, <laughs> and he just gets himself in these ridiculous situations. Yeah. And ridiculous cases yeah. as well. And, like, all these famous actors are, like, the guest cases. Like, Hugo Weaving is a guest and he plays, like, a cannibal that this guy has to defend. It's just, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> nah, Rake, definitely one to watch. Uh, next question, a movie that you think everyone needs to see. This one is really hard. Um, yeah, this is. I think a movie that people would might be, like, put off by because it sounds, like, a little bit boring, but it's actually really good. It's mm. Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, nice. Um, another one is called Midsommar. Um, it's like a horror movie akin to like Annihilation or The Witch. Yeah. A bit Those like kind of like abstract. aesthetic horror movies. Yeah. But, and you'll know when you watch it, but there's some like scenes in there that you will never forget. Really? Like oh, unbelievable haven't seen gore. It. Like <laughs> just watch it and we'll talk about it another time. But it's really, really good. Yeah. You will not forget it. No, nice. Definitely. It's always been on my list, but never, never got around to it. Uh, Dave? I think mine's probably La Vita e Bella, or as right. the translation goes, Life is Beautiful. Oh, yeah, oh, nice. Right. Yeah, classic Italian. It's really classic. good. Yeah. How many times just, have you watched it? It's right in the feels. Probably like five times. Oh, 
Yeah. Watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a lot. it's not very rewatchable, but very heavy. Great film. Just hits you different. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, next question: Favorite streaming service? I might say Disney. Nice. Um, it's just got all the classics: Star Wars, Marvel. It's got The Simpsons. It's always sunny. Like <laughs> well, you're watching The Simpsons. Sunny. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Go back to like season five Simpsons and you will love it, honestly. <laughs> but then they also have these really random like dark dramas and stuff. Like I watched this movie called Road to Perdition with like Tom oh, Hanks. Yeah, yeah. It's a oh, Sam yeah. Mendes movie. And like this is on Disney+. Plus. Mm. It's like about a prohibition gangster. Anyway. Dave, favorite streaming service? Uh, I agree, Disney. It's got... All the classics, if you just want to hit a nostalgia, you've yeah. got Pixar, you got Star Wars, um, and then it's also got one of my favorite shows, Scrubs, which I can Scrubs. highly recommend. First like season or two is just so good. Nice. Next question, TV show that you're watching at the moment? Um, Better Call Saul. Um, nice. It's just, I can't speak highly of it enough. Um, if you love your Breaking Bad, this thing, how they managed to make a spin-off as good as Breaking Bad, I don't know how they do it. It's You'd say it's better than Breaking Bad? As good at least. Okay. For different, for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but it's just so good. The acting is so good. The writing, you've got all that cinematography from Breaking Bad. There's, it's different enough where like, you know, it's something new, but then it ties back to the actual Breaking Bad series, it's really good. If you've watched yeah. Breaking Bad, it's a must watch. Yeah, absolutely. Dave? Well, firstly, I've actually never, haven't seen Breaking, um, sorry, I've seen Breaking Bad, never seen Better Call Saul, so I'm probably going to give it a go. Um, I actually, I'm not watching anything at the moment. I just, <laughs> I don't like watching anything. <laughs> Elden Ring, you like playing stuff. <laughs> No, I just came off the back of True Detective Season 1. Yeah, yeah. nice. I actually did that same thing, the True Detective Season 1 rewatch. Oh, yeah, it's great. So good. Unbelievable. <laughs> have, have you not watched Moon Knight? Oh, I watched like two episodes. Mate. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what are you doing? It just like, finished. I've retired from Marvel. I can't do any more. Well, I just think what, all nah, these, this is really good. Oscar dude, Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Like, yeah, it just but, saturates your brain. Like, I don't want that. No, nah, this is new. It's no, like, it's phase, its own thing. This phase 12 or whatever. No, nah, phase so 4, mate. I nah. can't. There's no um all the staple like heroes are missing. Like I'll watch I'll definitely watch Doctor Strange too, but like that's probably it for this phase. Cash <laughs> yeah. oh, critics out go here. Go out on a high Marvel. Come <laughs> Seriously, on. Seriously, just take a break. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all about money. Yeah, exactly. Right. They need the content. That's yeah, exactly. Pump it out. How's the, how how many more years is Marvel going for? Like 30 at least. <laughs> they there it was in the news that Kevin Feige and the creative team did like a retreat to plan out the next ten years of oh my story. God. Who's left? <laughs> I guess if they Mate, get there's fan- endless. Okay, I'll tell you what I would watch. I'd watch Fantastic Four or X Men if they did a, like a remake. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But until that happens, I'm not touching. What Black about Black. like Thor? Thor's coming out this oh, year. Actually, Black Panther Thor two. I watch. No, I watch Thor. Christian Bale's in Thor. Wait, who's who's starring as Black Panther in Black Panther two? Don't know. It'll be everyone else. Shit. Yeah. You're going to have to go watch yeah. it. Thor, Thor I'll watch because they filmed it in Sydney and stuff. So Yeah. They and can't remake X-Men though, can they? So yeah, they, they can. They can do whatever they want. 
Multiverse. Who's going to star them? Multiverse, man. Start McElroy again. Start in. again. Start again. They want <sighs> Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. <laughs> that would be crazy. Have you seen that cold following? No. <laughs> no way. It's, it's because in the comics, Wolverine's actually not really that tall. tall. Yeah. And so everyone just <laughs> well, so Daniel thought of Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe needs to get jacked sure. and like throw the, the beard. He could do it. Like, I reckon he could. Have you seen that trailer for the Weird Al Yankovic biopic? Nah, not yet. I saw he's, that. I though. back him as an actor. Yeah, I, he's very good. I watched this romantic comedy called What If the other day. Yeah. And it's great. him and Adam Driver. Actually what? Great. <laughs> Hilarious. I'd recommend that as well. So last episode we had a Cinemates elevator pitch from Nick who recommended The Lighthouse. And I really enjoyed it. I thought the cinematography was awesome. Uh, Robert Eggers, another great film from him. Pattinson and Defoe, they were excellent and they really drove the film, I thought. And their characters just descend into madness. Like, it's a very unique story. And I think that, you know, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of weird stuff, a lot of wanking, as Nick said, <laughs> as well as some uh, some mermaid, some mermaid genitals. But uh no, nah, it's a good it's a good movie. Have you guys seen The Lighthouse? Yeah. No, I haven't. <laughs> I, I've seen it. It sounds a bit cooked. Yeah, you gotta watch it. Um He's great, Robert Eggers. Um yeah. Have you seen The Witch? I haven't yet. It's, Need to. Yeah. They're great. They're hilarious. They're just so you like just get completely lost in them in them. Like yeah. you just forget that like you're a human watching these movies. Like <laughs> The Lighthouse, these two guys are just like so fucked. Like what they start doing, like just on this small island, is unbelievable. Like you have to watch it. You got to watch it. It's you won't. A, you won't forget it anytime soon. Absolutely, great recommendation there, Nick. So thank you for that. And if you haven't seen the Lighthouse, definitely, definitely watch it. Uh, so for the next elevator pitch, we've got Millie. So let's hear what she's recommending. Hey, Mike. Today I'm pitching the 2017 film Call Me By Your Name featuring Timothy Chalamet, the great, and Army Hammer and directed by Luca Guadagnino. So this film, it's set in Italy. It's incredibly beautiful in its setting and it follows the vivid experience of two young men falling in love. It's a superior film, to my belief, in its cinematography as well as its very uniquely sensual storytelling of coming of age. So if you think your listeners want to hear more about this, I would happily discuss this film for days on end. So hit me up. Nice. Thank you, Millie. I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name. It's always sort of been on my list, my watch list, but definitely we'll give it a watch. And if it's good, maybe we'll do an episode. Have you guys seen Call Me By Your Name? Oh, Jim, you already obviously yeah. have. Yep, fantastic. Yeah. I've, um, I've, I've always heard great things and I have heard that their performances be, are really Could be good. my favourite Chalamet performance, actually. Really? Wow. Yeah. I think he was, he was only like 21 or something when he did yeah. it. Yeah, he was so, nominated, I think. Yeah. He's just like so subtle. Like he doesn't actually speak that much. His character is quite a quiet guy. Mm. But like you know exactly what he's feeling the whole time. It's really good. Wow. Interesting. And it's set in Italy. Yeah. It's unbelievably beautiful. 100%. I'll give it a watch, a watch and we'll, yeah, see, exactly. we'll see what it's like, Millie. Thanks for that. So now getting into Revenge of the Sith, to the listeners out there who haven't seen it yet, what would you say about the movie in one word? Audacious. Okay. Why? Well, I think, I think they had a lot of ground to cover. Plot-wise? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you've got to go. F- <coughs> are we, we've got spoilers, I assume, in this. No, no, no. You can just share it. Well, <laughs> well, I think they've just got a lot of ground in terms of like getting Anakin from, you know, 
a little little teenage winger to like <laughs> Darth Vader. Yeah. And like a lot, you know, changes and everything. And Absolutely. I think it was just like a big stretch, like okay. for quite a lot of movement. Fair enough. Jim, one word. I would probably say Lucas. <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> because this is just the George Lucas story. Like he does everything. He wrote, directed. Yeah. Made every major decision. Um, and if you don't like what he does in other movies, like Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, then you're not going to enjoy this. But if you like your Fair Lucas, enough. if you like your Lucas, you're going to enjoy <coughs> it. Yeah. Nice. My one word's going to be nostalgic. I just thought that, as we talked about before, like it was a very memorable movie experience, which we will get into. <laughs> but um, I just. Like they did have a lot of ground to cover and I was so curious as to how they were going to do that. Um, and I think the way they did it was probably, you know, like as good as they could, I think. Um, but just very nostalgic rewatching it and yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. So definitely give it a watch if you haven't. Yeah, I think it's worth just touching on to start. I think that the original trilogy was obviously so big and, they built such a massive universe that they in the prequel films had to, you know, really get to in terms of story. Um, and I just remember the hype. I was probably in like kindy or year one. And even as a kid, like there was so much hype. And I think Attack of the Clones came out maybe three years earlier. Yeah, they were three years apart. The first. Which is a long time. Yeah, long time between between so it's, drinks. It's, it's, it's equivalent of like the Avengers. Like you have to wait yeah. like three years between Avengers movies, except there was nothing in between. Yeah. Had three years <laughs> yeah, of just sweating. Yeah. There's no YouTube analysis. It's no. 2005. No. You're, just, you're just waiting. You're reading yeah. magazine articles. Like, yeah. That was the hype <laughs> Literally. you had to get. Yeah. But also like the f- that there was obviously a lot of story in the first two, but they still had so much to do to get to a new hope in yeah. this one. So the hype was insane. I think this is pretty groundbreaking at its time, to be honest. Mm. 2005, what other the, the movie franchise universe thing that Marvel has crushed just didn't exist back then. Like there were no big franchises that managed to keep rolling stuff out. Like the original trilogy ended in like 83 or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the I ability for them to like bring <clears throat> Star Wars back yeah. and like start again and like still get the hype going. Like it it started it all really. Yeah, absolutely. At that time you had like Lord of the Rings come out, but they like came out three years, two years, like three in a row um, and then it was done. I guess you could say James Bond, but it's obviously different. But James Bond's just like open-ended. Yeah. Um, this was like, no, Star Wars was finished. Yeah, it's like a linear story. But now nah, we're bringing back three more. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to space them out and, like, it's all going to be about Darth Vader. And you're like, fuck, this is awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. How, and, like, production value through the roof. Um, but then you had kind of the Phantom Menace, which a lot of people hated just because it was so different. To so different. The original <laughs> trilogy. You got some pretty, like, some characters that people despise. Like, <laughs> that ended careers uh, of. Like the whole movies, it's meant to be for like ten year olds, but they're talking about politics for like thirty yeah. minutes. Like, yeah. and like people are like, okay, they've bottled this. Yeah. But then, the hype for this last one, 
was like, okay, can they save the prequels? Yeah. So yeah, people are like clinging to hope, being like, come on, George, just you pull got it, it out. Let's make this one good. Well, and Attack of the Clones was better, I would say, but. People still hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so there was so much pressure on this last one. Yeah. Um, and I think that they still did a pretty good job. It's definitely the best of the three. And the other thing I would say is like in this day and age, obviously post-Disney acquisition, they've just pumped out some good content for Star Wars. Like 100%. Mandalorian, Rogue One, all everything. But when this came out, people were like, oh, no, this is the last ever Star Wars movie. Like yeah. what else can they do? With yeah, it? yeah. Yep. And like just TV shows weren't a thing. So they were just like, okay, this is our last chance to go to a new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like that's literally what I was thinking mm. at the time. Yeah. Um, like obviously Marvel changed everything and suddenly like there's conveyor belts of content in all these universes. But yeah, when this came out, people were like, okay, this is our last chance to see a Star Wars movie. 100%. Mm. I think also like even re-watching it now, I think it's gained uh, – people have – People now appreciate it more than they did, especially with Kenobi coming out soon. Like you saw before they were even going to do Kenobi, you saw how much passion they that people now have for like, you know, the prequels, particularly this one, Aiden Christensen and like bringing the actors back. Like I think that, yeah, this movie has, has uh, seasoned well, I think. The memes also help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the meme renaissance of the prequels is hilarious. So it many. adds another dimension. Yeah. Like it's hard to actually watch it without thinking of memes. at those memes. <laughs> um, that's good. It's a good. I like the the yeah. extra layer, the meta layer on top. Absolutely makes it more enjoyable for sure. Let's get into the actual movie itself. Um, so, what did you guys think were your kind of favorite scenes or quotes in Revenge of the Sith? I reckon favorite scene by a long shot, is final duel between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, to be honest, for me, that was the climax of the prequel trilogy. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of, like, really rounded off everything that went through. And, like, I think there's a few parts in, like, the entire franchise where, like, it's, like, groundbreaking Star Wars moments. And Mm. that's one of them. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I think the Battle of Mustafar, it's epic oh, and incredible. I love rewatching it. Yeah. It's like really well choreographed. Yeah. Um, it's like master versus like protege. Um they're like the score they is fight epic. the same way like yeah. the whole time, which is like so interesting once you like see it a few times and notice that. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Because yeah. obviously Obi Wan taught Yeah, Anakin. exactly right. Like it, it's so incredible. So much symmetry. And then like heaps of like environmental changes with the lava and shit, yeah. which is also very cool. I think also just quickly on the lava, like yeah, just quickly in, on the lava. <laughs> it was made, made in two thousand five, but like even rewatching it now, like it still oh, looks really good. Like yeah. it holds Absolutely. up so well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was epic. I think. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would definitely be my favorite part, but. Even like rewatching it for this, um, there were just like some epic quotes as well. Like Obi Wan says, like um, when Anakin's like gassing up at Padme, and and he's choked her, done the force choke on her, and he just like Obi Wan says, like you've done that yourself. And then when they're on the like 
kind of hovercraft things on the lava. He's yeah, like, yeah. I have failed you, Anakin. It's like, fuck. Like, yeah. just really memorable quotes. Absolutely. Um, Killed it. The, yeah, the, Ewan nails it. Um, yeah. Hayden Christensen's pretty good as well. There's obviously some memeable moments there as well. Like, I have the high ground is obviously a big <laughs> one. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that, that was epic. And the score is so good. I think there are some other good, like, parts of the movie that I thought were really cool when I first watched it. I was like, wow, like, this is awesome. The opening battle was probably yeah, one of the better yeah, yeah, openings um and like space battles um and like with that sort of three-year wait you start the movie and you're like shit like i wonder what like anakin and obi-wan are like now because it's obviously set further on um but i thought that was really cool yeah. any other big uh parts that stood out for you guys i personally love the the palpatine reveal um yeah that's great. Yeah, it's good. Um, when he's talking with Anakin. Yep. Um, one of the, like, well, it's, it's kind of a couple of scenes, but when he's at the opera and he puts a couple of, like, breadcrumbs down that, yeah, I've got some, I've got oh, some dark secrets. Oh, the Darth Plagueis, yeah. And when they, when Anakin goes to his office and he actually, like, full out tells him, like, yeah. I know the dark side. Um, I just think it's great. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, wait, what? Like. Yeah, yeah no, it actually was it like it was a big plot twist. Very subtly, and then you're yeah. like, "Whoa, hang on!" Like this guy who's like a little bitch for two episodes, yeah, <laughs> a little just politician some, bitch, yeah, just a smiley politician, yeah. yeah, like Kevin Rudd or something. And then he's just <laughs> <laughs> literally, um, no, that's great. I think um, when he does the reveal and he just like slowly becomes this like twisted guy, and then obviously Anakin like alerts the council. And Mace Windu and stuff go there. I remember when all the Jedi Masters are there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like, he just kills them so yeah. easily. We can, we can, we can dissect we'll, this. We'll get, in, we'll, ways, get, but, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get into that later, but like, I, at least before the fight happens, but like, I remember like the, seeing the Jedi Masters, like, this is sick. Like, another great scene. Um, I think as well. I've seen the Emperor with a lightsaber. So you're like, how is he? Is he just going to lightning these guys? Yeah. Yeah. He like pulls the lightsaber out. He's got the like, little shit. trigger down yeah. his. Yeah. He does it? that like vortex he's, spin. He's got thing. a weird. Yeah. He's got a weird stabby. Yeah. Like, yeah it's very. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Does. And very it does. Very stabby. And it works. Like yeah. it just, he just slices through. It's very <laughs> dark side, like needle in the side. Yeah. Motion. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I, like. He's also wearing these like huge gowns. Yeah, so he's like yeah. bounding around. <laughs> Real puffy and shit. Yeah, so puffy. Um, I think was, there, there was some other good parts. Like I remember just as like a quick one, like obviously it's set on a few different planets, but the kind of opening uh, of Kashyyyk where they have the battle against the droids, like the, the planet looks really cool. And I think that sort of Wookiee versus droid fight was was another cool scene as well i thought that um when on utapau when uh grievous and kenobi are fighting and he kind of says that he's been um trained like i don't know what he says but he says like i've been trained dooku's trained him dooku's trained him and you're like wait what and he has four lightsabers and i remember seeing that at the time i was like holy shit like how the hell is Kenobi going to be able to defend this? So that he was does. another epic scene. Yeah, yeah, he does. Another great one is when like the Order 66 montage. Oh, um, oh yeah. epic. You can't ever leave your seat when you see that. You're nah. like, oh, it's happened. Yeah. yeah. He's done it. He's yeah. done the Order. The score is so good in that. Yeah. And I like, I remember first seeing that, I was like, just so depressed. Yeah. It's the most depressing couple of minutes it's like just, ever. You know, it's so upsetting. Yeah. It you know what like, has to happen? But no. like, not like this. Not yeah, like this. Don't do it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and the, the droids just like stop behind him yeah, and you're like, like Sit. No, no. And he's getting pounded he with bullets. Like, like, himself yeah. <laughs> getting sprayed with oh. bullets. Um, no, nah, great scene. And then like there's obviously the other ones, like um what, don't, don't know the names. But yeah. I'll she I'll just gets her. just everyone's getting gunned all yeah. over the universe. So good. Mm. Um the younglings. Oh, uh, yeah. So that that was another cool one. So Anakin goes to the Jedi Temple and, like, he's got the red eyes now and you're like, fuck, like, he's just descending. Um, and uh, <laughs> he goes into the, room. into the room. He goes into the room with the younglings and <laughs> Master Skywalker. There's too many of them. And he steps. What are we the, going to do? When he pulls out the lightsaber, the kid like just sort of wobbles a bit. Yeah. And he's <laughs> so memorable. And he looks so scared. He's like, fuck, I'm actually gonna get killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so, nah, that was everything. that was epic. I think um another one as well, Anakin when Anakin kills Mace Windu. Oh, sorry, oh, yeah. chops his arm off, yeah, that rather. Fight. Um I was like, fuck, no way. Like, this yeah. is just, yeah, just, just they're just getting, Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, important in that scene is how Mace Windu just went straight there and didn't tell anyone. Like, that was just such a pitfall for the Jedi. Oh, if he still, just, 
We can discuss Mace later. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon? Well, if he, Absolutely. If he just, oh, like, we'll get into told that. a few people he was going. How do you know that he didn't, though? Well, because, like... Oh, Anakin re- told him and then... Well, no, nothing really happened. And, like, Mace Windu went with three Jedi Knights, like, Masters. Yeah. They all die and go missing. <laughs> and then, like, a few hours later, we've got Order 66. Like... Yeah, true. Surely there would have been a bit of mobilizing of the Jedi and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I think just, like... They failed. <laughs> they did fail. They all died. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get into that. I think one other cool thing was um, the kind of ending, like um, Yoda telling they obviously have to, you know, set up Luke and Leia um, after Padme dies, but uh, Yoda telling Obi-Wan that, like, he could potentially speak to Qui-Gon. I thought that was just, like, a cool little... Add on, um, yeah, the absolutely. F- the Force Ghost concept, yeah, isn't yeah. a thing yet. You're like, no. you're like, you know, it happens, but it's like, in- you don't yeah. see it. Yeah, in the first absolutely. Three. It's interesting that they, the like, they develop their powers. Like, yeah. that's it's definitely not just like a stagnant. In, sorry, that's definitely going to happen in Obi Wan. Like, yep, there'll be sure. there'll be some Liam Neeson action. Oh, hundred percent. So excited! I really that. hope so. Yeah. Um. Favorite characters of Revenge of the Sith, you reckon? I'm a I'm a Palpatine man. You're he's a pal. Just, oh. He's just so entertaining to watch. Like everything he's he a says. bastard. He's a I know he's, he's an he, absolute bastard. But every just every time Ooh. he's on screen, you just it's so interesting. Like his character is obviously like completely twisted and evil, but like no. just seeing him <laughs> seeing him pull it off, like his plan works, and like yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Obi-Wan also is really good. <laughs> Unlimited power. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah, he's a good character. I think for me, yeah, Obi-Wan's obviously a standout. But um, I actually thought Mace Windu was a bit of a boss. Like, I hope he's still should alive we, out there. Should we discuss Mace in detail now? Uh, well, yeah, we can, like. So what's your hatred for Mace? Well, he just makes really poor decisions. Like he's just a bad boss of like if he's very the, stubborn. He's a stubborn guy. Imagining the he's Jedi stubborn. as like a corporate environment and Mace is like the head of them. Yeah. Like and he just refuses any help doing stuff. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, I'll true. take four Jedi to kill the most evil man ever, and then like <laughs> they just get destroyed straight away. Destroyed instantly. <laughs> um. Yeah. Fair enough. I still think he's like a he's a He's a powerful Jedi. Like, you want to see him yeah, fight. Purple yeah. lightsaber. Like, purple lightsaber. Attack of the clones against um, Django Fett. That's pretty epic. But, yeah, I thought he was a good character nonetheless. I think – what do you think of Anakin in this one? Did you – Better than num- number two. Yeah. the clones. Less childish. Way less whiny, but <laughs> I don't know. He becomes kind of an emo between two and three for some yeah, reason. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's, like, just – Way more like dark, and like he's already kind of halfway there almost. Yeah, yeah he's a tw- he's a troubled man. Yeah, twisted. I was trying to kind of on this rewatch like empathize with the character and be like, okay, would he ha- would everything that's happening to him actually like fuck him up? And I think it does, to be honest. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like he's essentially a priest. And very accurate analogy. But he's yeah. but he was also like really ambitious and like wants heaps of power, but he knows he can't um 
Well, he's and grown then, up in slavery. Like, yeah, like he's had a pretty traumatic childhood. He's a like Liam Neeson effectively kidnaps him and like lets him make this life decision at age ten. <laughs> like, no, you should you should become a priest, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all right, yeah, yeah. true. And then he falls <laughs> in love. He's like, oh, that won't this won't fuck the kid up like <laughs> at all. And then he's like, yeah, he's this whiny dude, and like then like at the start of three. His like secret wife is pregnant, and you're like, how the fuck does he think he's gonna get out of this? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. How does he think this is gonna he's gonna get away he with? Definitely it? can't do both. And then he's effectively like getting groomed by like his like kind of coruscant dad figure <laughs> who he's never had in his life. Yeah, and like then his best mate he doesn't know any better. His best mate, his boss, all his work colleagues want him to like <laughs> betray this guy, even though he's like really good mates with him. Yeah, and he also like, like doesn't get the promotion that he deserves. Exactly. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, he like he gets offered this promotion by a guy who doesn't work there. <laughs> Wait, like, what? Palpatine? Like he's like the client has offered him a promotion, <laughs> and then his own company's yeah. like. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> but then he's upset about that. Yeah. Like, Weird. Uh, Interesting. Good takes there. Um, I think another <laughs> another good character, Senator Organa yeah. at the end, like with yeah, Obi-Wan, he's, he's just like a good character. Like, yeah. Just a guy who sees what's going on. Yeah, sees what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed his screen time. He's good. The little kid who like. Which kid? Master Skywalker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as a character. Great cameo character. <laughs> Man, he gets fucking mauled. Um, okay, let's get into the more bad parts. What are some ones that kind of jump out to you guys? Oh, we're just just watching the blunders of the Jedi. <laughs> it's quite tough. Like, Yeah, it is They tough. kind of know this Sith is around, but like, and they also don't trust Palpatine, but they just don't put, Two and two together. Yeah. Um, even like, yeah, the first half of the movie, they're still trying to work it out. Yeah. And it takes the guy confessing <laughs> to finally work it out. And then they're just like executed so poorly with like Mace taking those three guys. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, that fight doesn't stack up very well. Like, no. Like, they're just like traffic cones in that fight. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally traffic. Like, he pulls out the saber. They had, they were standing there with their sabers ready. And, then he jumps up and then without even like blocking, he, the first guy just gets stabbed and doesn't do anything. Yeah, like They're beaten yeah. by speed by this old man. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking doesn't make sense. So shit. And like, so the first one gets nailed yeah, immediately. Then the, the next one yeah. blocks like once, but then gets <laughs> killed. And then it's like this like, oh, okay, get to, um, what's his name, Kit Fisto, and he, like, does, he does a like bit more. He does, like, one parry and yeah. then gets killed. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Yeah, just fucking shit. Like, and, and the other thing is that <clears throat> the movie's only, like, maybe an hour and 50 minutes long. Like, surely they could have spaced it out, had, like, a longer battle. Um, I think so, yeah, too, that, yeah, that part was pretty bad. I think, just quickly, to go back to the start, <laughs> talking about, like, fighting being, like, weird. Um Obi-Wan gets ragdolled by Count Dooku. Oh, yeah. He just gets, like, forced, like, pushed away. And then he puts, like, a bridge onto him. Yeah, and, just, <laughs> yeah, and he's, like, CGI body just, yeah, like, just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was, like, just weird. Like, obviously Anakin, like, needed to do something to show that he's, like, 
still still on his team. Basically. Yeah, and like also that when he beheads Count Dooku, and Palpatine's like, "Do it, um, do it." Like they had to show that he had like dark in him, but yeah, he's still torn. Like, yeah, you can tell Palpatine thinks that he'll just leave Obi Wan. Yeah, like, he's like, leave him. We like, don't have time. Him. Like, and then Anakin's like, nah, he's my mate. I'm actually gonna do it. Yeah, and Palpatine's probably thinking, oh fuck, this is supposed to be where he turns to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was a bit weird. I think also just generally some of the dialogue's pretty shit. Oh, like, it's, it's, in on that on that, that on that ship on that on that ship, um, General Gravis is like. Activate the ray shields because they they know where the Jedi are, and then the ray shields come on, and then Obi Wan's like ray shields, what the hell? Like, <laughs> so they've said ray shields, and then the next scene they also say ray shields. Like, obviously, yeah. like it's fucking ray like, shields. How could this happen to us? This doesn't happen. Yeah, to well, us. how did this happen? Or like, just that's yeah. just shit writing. I, I have problems with that grievous bit at the start as well because, like, I think when they have the ray when they're in the ray shields. They're like all these droidicas roll out and like they're surrounded by like a thousand droids. So they're like, okay, we've been captured. But then when they get taken to the bridge, just all those like droids are gone and it's just <laughs> grievous with those like, like guard guys yeah, yeah. and then just the other pilot droids. Yeah. It's like, what, what, has the danger dissipated? <laughs> like, why, why have you just. Well, like, they have handcuffs on, don't they? Yeah, but still, like, why don't you just have them stationed outside to, like, come in if there's a problem? Or in a, in a cell. Like, why do they need to be on the bridge? The only excuse for that is maybe this is all part of the plan to, like, let them escape again or something. But yeah. Anyway. Weird, weird. Questions. And I, think, I think with that, they, like, they have to land the ship and it's, like, you know, getting blown up and stuff. And there's a quote from Obi-Wan. He's, like, at least we're still flying half a ship. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> just stupid. That's like, it's not funny. No, nah, that's not... like classic Star Wars quirk, though. Like, if you're is 10, it though? Like, if you're 10 you think that's really funny, I think. I don't know. I thought it was cringe when I watched it <laughs> when at age six. six. Yeah. Like, it's you not weren't funny. Old enough. You weren't old enough. Also, like, I can't even remember, but like, Obi-Wan, was he ever that, like, sort of witty? Like, why is he saying this stuff? He is a little bit. Like, he. I think in like Attack of the Clones and stuff, he has some good lines. Oh yeah, he's a I bit guess of a so. mute in Phantom Menace, but that's yeah, he's like that's true. He's like the Apprentice, but like even on um, Utapau, when he jumps down in front of all the droids and Grievous, he's like, "Hello there." It's like, shut it, the fuck up. It's only it's only <laughs> good now. <laughs> it's it's only, yeah, the meme makes that funny now. But yeah, but the, memes memes weren't a thing. Exactly. For the, <laughs> he wrote for the fifteen this. years between when it came out and the meme starting. Yeah, it's pretty cringe. And speaking of like crap droid decisions, like there were just a thousand droids there. Why did Grievous have to take him himself? Yeah. Just kill, just fire this guy. Well, to it's death. like power. It's like power. Like just arrogance. Yeah, arrogance. Like yeah. wanting to show off his skill. But then that fight, yeah, probably another bad part is like, I don't like the Grievous Obi Wan fight. They're just like racing around on those weird vehicles for like 20 minutes. And yeah. then yeah. ends up just like shooting him. Like I get they tried to make it a little bit different by not having a lightsaber fight. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's kind of like a little bit boring. Yeah, also like he does the – when he first has the the four sabers, he like – two of them are at the that top just, cool. just spinning and the other two – I think they're all spinning actually. Yeah, they are. But then he just never does that ever again. Like he, he uses all four like <laughs> as like one. It's like yeah. – 
Surely you could just like reach around and just fucking just pinch him. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, I I always thought that that was weird. Like that he had four sabers and then Obi Wan just cuts each hand off one by one, like really pretty easily. So yeah, that that battle was a bit bit weird. Also the the animal that Obi Wan rides, oh, yeah, the, the squealing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they love like their like sound effects. Which is iconic. Yeah. Like you, you it do is. like it. But yeah, sometimes they just go a bit over the top. Also, yeah. like how uh like it's obviously, you know, fantasy, but how is like a, a creature the same speed as Yeah, there's like, a vehicle. Like <laughs> yeah. what is going on? Um any other sort of notable bad parts? Like Yeah, I got I got two I reckon. Okay. One Let's is just it. generally any dialogue between Anakin and Padme. Oh, it's tough. So it's cringe. just like fucking. Why am I watching this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is just so poorly written. And yeah. like, I think those scenes are crucial for like Anakin starting to turn, and it's just like very hard to watch. They don't talk like normally. It's, no, it's so like dramatic. A, they're yeah. what, it's always as if they're dramatic. always in an opera or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. it is a space opera. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's on. like Shakespearean the way they talk to each other. Anyway, my other scene has got to be the birthing scene. <laughs> <laughs> you hated it. Okay, you've she's got, lost the will to live. Got, <laughs> she lost the will to live. You got Padme in this fish bowl, <laughs> yeah. and you've got a robot giving birth, and just like three old men watching. Her. <laughs> and you've got this robot going, "Oopa, oopa." She's <laughs> also like crying. Like, I know. Like she's obviously like she's dying. Yeah. And then you got this weird skirt thing, like <laughs> yeah, the metal skirt. Yeah. It's a really purpose-built birthing facility. Yeah. But like, and they're they, watching it as if it's that, normal. Why is that there? Like, like on the moon or whatever. Like, is this like kind of like a halfway house kind of place? But there's yeah. this like it's like a hospital planet, birth like facility. a shopper like, block. Like people just come in and give birth. <laughs> it's actually like, a birth moon. Like pay, to wa- pay to watch and stuff. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, that was really weird now that I think of it. Um, so we've obviously teased it a little bit earlier in this episode, but <laughs> not only was the experience that we had very memorable because of the movie itself, but we've got a bit of a story here <laughs> for what happened when we watched Revenge of the Sith in 2005. So <laughs> context, context. I was probably six years old. 2005. What were you guys? Like- 11, 10 or something? 10 or 11, yeah. yeah. Uh, we went with our mum to Randwick Ritz Cinema on like a weekday, I think. And it would have been like the first week and it was rammed. It was like, so yeah. packed, so like packed. F- fully sold out. Yeah, like um, Tuesday or Wednesday night. Straight from school yeah. even, I think, it was or thereabouts. Night. Yeah, yeah like, actually, it sorry, like it was night Five or six o'clock viewing, I reckon, yeah. and then like yeah. came out late, yeah. And so we get to our... Uh, Seats and we got our popcorn. We've got, got our, our popcorn. Got our Maltesers. Got all our shit. Yeah, loving it. Movie starts and there was a guy in our row, like not next to us, but a couple seats down. On the down. end, I think. On the end, and we had to walk over him. No, no, no. I don't no? think we did. Okay. I think he was the other way, and we could escape the opposite okay. way. But <laughs> I look. I remember looking over like the guy's a weird bloke, and he had a frying pan in a plastic bag. Yeah, yeah he'd popped off to the shops before. The, before <laughs> no, 
No one does that. Like, why have you got a frying pan? Like, <laughs> and he had it like the handle was in the cup holder, so it was like, yeah, it was like sticking up. Out. Yeah, like, it's like what, what the what is fuck? That? Remember what he was wearing as well. He was wearing yeah. like a wife beater, wife beater. singlet, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and like running shorts. Yeah, and it's like the middle of winter or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> so odd. Like frying pan in the cup holder, wife beater. Like these are all. Immediate red flags, and he was also like very like shocked like this like the whole movie yeah, like see the whites of his eyes the whole time. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, the guy's clearly like on something. Has to be. Yeah. He or probably like, snuck in there. Or like mentally unwell. Or something. Stopped. Stopped you taking know. his meds for a couple of weeks or something. Yeah, like that. I don't know. But yeah, he kept on like flinching at like big <laughs> scenes, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like getting pretty scared. Uh, like, I think I told you guys, like, "Oh, like look at that guy, like he's." Fucking weird. Wait, don't look at him. Don't look at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll see us. And then I think he glanced over a few times at us. And I like told mum. And she was like, all right, when the movie ends, like we're going to leave immediately. And we like yeah. go. And then I think we all had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, we, look, we, we yeah. thought mum would be a calming influence, but she actually was panicking as much yeah. as us. <laughs> so we all Way go to the worse. bathroom and yeah. think like we're but, safe up, because he up. would still be in there. Yeah. And then... Uh, it was a really packed bathroom. Packed yes, bathroom, urinal. Everyone went straight was, to the urinal. It was just us. Like, mum didn't go in. So no, obviously like, not. Yeah. Men's bathroom. Yeah, yeah, and there yeah. were heaps of these older guys. And the frying pan guy comes in and we're yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember James and I would finish and we were just like, let's leave him. He's done. Mike is dead. Leave him behind. <laughs> you leave him. Me. He'll never make it. He's gone. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you guys left me. And like, I think he, he, he said something to us. He's like, he said some. I can't remember what he said, but he's like, oh, a few young boys in here or so, like something fucking weird, like directed Jeez. towards us. And yeah. I like finished up, like was probably still pissing my pants, like just got out of there. And then we told mum that he like said something to us and she's like, run, like, let's go. Like, yeah. ran we we were car. waiting for you. We were like in the lobby. We're like, yeah. fuck, we forgot Mike. <laughs> yeah. And then mum's like, where is he? I'm like. There he is. He's at the door. <laughs> run, Mike, run. <laughs> I started run, running God. and then we. And then he comes. But then like, yeah, and then you start it's like running a, towards us. the Terminator. Us. He's following us. Yeah. He's literally like Terminator, the T-1000 in Terminator <laughs> Yeah, the two. policeman. Yeah. yeah. Have you and seen then, this boy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we start running. To, to the car. Out. Yeah. We're outside Mom, now. Mum panicking. Like, Mum's panicking. Not, not a calm influence. Like, and honestly, what's going to happen? Like if if he catches us, he's gonna he's, he's gonna capture There's four so people. many people. And he's gotta leave the. There's bathroom. so many good yeah. citizens. Yeah. Like no, it wasn't rational. The fear was not rational, but <laughs> we were running for our. We lives. were running running to the car, and then she forgot where it was parked. She was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, we started running the wrong way. Wrong yeah. way. Gets back that way, and then we all got in there. And she's like, "Lock the doors!" Like it was. Fuck, it was so weird. So memorable. So uh, memorable. Like as was, memorable as the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like 17 years ago, like still so memorable. Um, But yeah, hope you enjoyed that one. It was definitely yeah weird, weird day after Revenge of the Sith. Now with uh, the Kenobi show coming out later this month, I guess it'd be also good to just touch on kind of where Kenobi is at this point because this is one of the last things before the show. I think the show's set like maybe 15 years after this. Yeah, there's like, I think there's like 20 years in Star Wars time between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. But then obviously between that, you've got 
Rogue One right before New Hope. Yep. Like yep. going backwards. Mandalorian's bit Mandal- early. Mandalorian's on. after yep. the original trilogy. So oh, true. Yeah. Um, the other show you've got in there is Star Wars Rebels, but that's kind of like just before Rogue One. Yeah. So this Obi-Wan is the next series straight after yep. Revenge of the Sith. And we don't actually know when it's set, but apparently no. it's like kind of 10 years. Kenobi. You can see Kenobi. Yeah. Because in the trailer for it, you can see Luke is kind of like 10 or 11 yeah, or something. He's, yeah, he's a bit older. Um, yeah, no, 100%. And I think um, with that, like, it'll be interesting to see, <clears throat> you know, what Kenobi's been doing. But when you think about what's happened in this, like, all his friends have been murdered. Oh, he's by himself. He's by himself. He's He would... Well, he obviously discovers what's happened. Um, he lives through it. Yeah. But he doesn't know. He doesn't know the extent. Yeah. And he doesn't know who's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And like Yoda's kind of fucked off. He's gone into exile. And you're like, how are they actually going to communicate? Maybe they don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, you know Yoda's alive. Well, cause, Probably at Dagobah. We don't know for sure. Yeah. We don't know if he's there yet. Um, well, because does Yoda ever reference Kenobi in, oh, I guess they're, when they're the force ghosts. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. I think, I reckon that Mace, if he's alive and if they want to do it, he could potentially be out there with they're one. They're loving a comeback. These they Star Wars are. content creators. I think that they're going to, so I know, I know there's only six episodes, but I think that there's going to be some big comebacks. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously Qui-Gon, high potential of him coming. There'll be some Vader, obviously in the trailer. Yep. Yeah. Some, uh, Hayden's confirmed. So yeah, I wonder if his helmet will be off though. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah. they could get anyone to play him. Yeah. The other thing you kind <coughs> of need to know, and you'll probably talk about this in a future podcast, but um, Ahsoka Tan. Ahsoka yeah, because she's not in the prequel yeah. series, but she's From in Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. She survives Order 66 and we see her in The Mandalorian. So yeah. you know she's out there. Yeah. Yes. Um. Have you guys seen the Han Solo movie? I've watched like the first part, but I know that you're going to talk about Darth Maul. Darth Maul's alive because yeah. he's in he's in Rebels. He appears and in a cameo Clone Wars. in Solo right at the end. Yeah. Um. So you know, and that's kind of set right before yep. Rogue One as well, or like a, probably a similar time actually. And to yeah, the show. him and Obi Wan have like a huge rivalry in yeah. the in the show as well. Clone Wars, like. Yeah. Obviously, he cut off his Original legs. Um, but yeah, I think that well, because it's going to be the Inquisitors. Yeah, but they're not with Darth Maul, right? No, Darth Maul's kind of just like an outlaw criminal guy. Yeah. he doesn't he doesn't consider himself a Sith anymore. Yeah, he's just like out there, just trying to get power, just separate from everything. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. We, we can obviously touch on that. Um, the other canon is uh that what's that game? Like okay. the, oh, the, the chess game, Rogue yeah, Jedi, yeah. No, the PlayStation uh, game. Oh, uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, because that's all Cal, about the Inquisitors. Cal, Ke- Cal Kestis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. That's all. That's canon, and it's all about the Inquisitors, which are obviously going to be a huge part of it. We already know that. He, he'll probably trailer. be in it then. Cal he, he could be, be in it. Yeah. I yeah. think there's been a huge. Um, Is his character is actually like an actor. Yeah. 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 Let's see. He's also been on a few other things. I never finished the game, so I don't know. What the storyline of that is? Yeah, Darth Vader appears in it right at the end. Yeah, well, because he There's works like with the runs. Inquisitors. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of like Obi Wan, yeah. um, yeah, I wonder what he's been doing. You like, kind of have to assume that you know once he gets settled and he's dropped Luke off to Owen Lars or whatever that guy's name is, <laughs> Joel, <laughs> Uncle Ben, Joel. Yeah, you know he's yeah. in it. Um, you would think that he kind of like starts spending his time trying to see if there's other Jedi's out there. Yeah, which there may still. Or be. is he given up? Well, yeah, could be either way. Um, how does he fill his time? He's got 20 years to kill. Yeah. <laughs> before he's like an old man in a new hope. So he's got to get up yeah. to some stuff. The other thing is like he he obviously learns how to do the Force Ghost and live beyond death. But how does he just accept dying in A New Hope? Yeah, like what? Mm. What's his mentality? Yeah, what's his? Where's his head at? Like, why is he content with dying? Because yeah. what yeah. he would be like 60, 70 well, in got New to be Hope. A plan, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder how much of New Hope, like, clues there are. Yeah, because like you also see the Death Star getting made at the end of Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Sith. Yeah, correct. And like, I can't remember if it only just gets turned on in a New Hope. Yeah. But I guess that's getting built. Yeah. Um, well, hang on. On Rogue One, they use it to yeah destroy um that final planet. Yeah, but that's like Alderaan. right before. No, 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 no. Like oh, the on other one. Rogue One. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's getting built. Yeah. The other and thing then, is that they obviously touch on it in the clone wars and like bad batch but yeah bad batch yeah. they replace all the clones with stormtroopers um and like becomes the empire yeah bad which, batch is actually like a good little yeah um cannon filler 100% like. i think like yeah it'll be very interesting to see where obi-wan starts having what happened in this one but i think that There'll be some big cameos and, yeah, it'll be... Yeah, there's plenty of ways it could go, which yeah. is great. And, I mean, in Star Wars Land, I remember when a Force Awake- The Force Awakens came out, I was mm. so hyped and, like, there was so much build-up to that. There was. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, like, it was okay. Like, it was decent. Yeah. And then, obviously... It could have been... It, it laid a platform f- to be potentially really good. Yeah. But then we, we all know what happens with the other two. Yeah. Um, so after um, The Last Jedi comes out, yeah, I'm kind of like, oh, Star Wars is over. They've yeah. Let me down again. But no. then when I saw the trailer for Kenobi, I was like, no, this could be like. Back to the roots. Back to the roots. They're yeah. going to deliver. I think they will. Like, I think. The Mandalorian. Has been really good. Yeah. And like Boba Fett's had its moments, but I think I'm as excited for this as I was for like The Force Awakens, I think. Oh, 100%. And I think, yeah, Mandalorian is a great show and, and they know, they like, know, they they know, the they know what they want, they know what we want and they do it. So, yeah. and equally, yeah, Boba Fett had some good stuff and I think the kind of Star Wars universe, they're doing it well now. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to say the least. So that is a wrap for Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, the first part of our two-part Kenobi series before the TV show comes out. So thank you so much for listening in to this episode of Cinemates. 
podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. And huge thank you to James and David for both coming on the podcast. It was great chatting with you. Thank you very much for having me, finally. <laughs> no. no worries. Enjoyed it. Uh, as always, please let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes by sending us a DM on Instagram or TikTok at cinemaze underscore. Otherwise, we will catch you for the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also, check out our Instagram, TikTok and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time and chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.